Hello, Babylonians! Hi, Babylonians! Took me four tries to put put record... Yep. Yes. Here we go! Welcome to, I think, episode 47. I never know when we're getting ready to record... Yep, 47. Hey. 47. I hope all of you beautiful humans are doing great. Um, the weather's been better here, so that's fucking so exciting. Yes. I'm so ready for spring. To be official. And it's a full moon tonight. Well, two days past when you guys are here this. But yes. Are here this. Because are English this is my first language, I promise. Yeah, mine is Babel. <laughs> and that's how we got here, y'all. Uh, oh, so, and it's Dawn's birthday. Uh, yeah, as we record this today. So it'll be two days past her birthday. But yes, I hope she had the most beautiful, wonderful Same day. Seas. We love her so much. So much. Keep sending her those positive vibes yes. with this cancer and stuff and yes, the treatments yes. and Ooh. all that. Yes, yes, we yes, love yes. you so much, Dawn. And we appreciate everything you do in this world and what you do for us and with supporting us and telling people about us. And you beautiful goddess. Yes. And speaking of more wonderful humans, we got we got Montana and Connecticut. I think I may have already mentioned that, but we're we're we're, we're forty nine states deep. Wait, we have Montana. Yeah. Oh, Montana okay. and Connecticut. Okay, I thought. So what are we waiting for? And we got Delaware the other day. Uh, we are waiting for Wyoming. Oh, okay, I got I got my W's and M's mixed up in other letters. It's she's fine. dyslexic when she's not reading. <laughs> Shut up, Nicole. <laughs> Yes, Montana and Connecticut started listening to us. Thank you. So hello, hello, beautiful friends. Um, I'm stoked that you're here. If you have friends in Wyoming, tell them that we don't we don't like them right now. Until no, they we love to them, us. and we'd love for them to listen. <laughs> okay, so now we're oh, and then and then and then before and then and then and then no and then and now I've been sued by Ashton Kutcher. Um, but no, we have Costa Rica. Pew, Thanks, pew, 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 Costa pew, pew, Rica. Pew, pew, pew. Hello, Costa Rican. Oh, Our I post so many pictures that I get She posted the Costa. I do. I do. I do. I, there's just so many beautiful pictures oh, from around just, there that I, yes. I post all over my Facebook. And I, I love you guys. I you. think I'm in those pic- those groups now or pages you follow because mm. I'm like, yes, please. Right? Like, I'm like magic paradise. and heaven and gorgeous. So, um, Costa Rica. Thank you. Send us pictures of where you live. Yeah. Not your, like, actual address because that's creepy and weird and we don't want you to get murdered. But I would love to see what your daily view is. View. Just some beautiful scenery. Yes. All of you us. internationalers. Actually, all, just, just everyone Everybody, in can you guys just flood our DMs, please? I just... With yes. beautiful nature pics. Yes, need it, need it, need it, because Kansas your... isn't that pretty. <laughs> Granted, we do have some drop-dead gorgeous sunrises and sunsets. Facts. Yes. When you can see it, the weather, granted it's... it is getting better, but some, there's some... It's hit or miss. It's like cloudy sometimes. Yeah, and you can't see much of yes. anything. Which, I guess, you know, if anybody's having a storm, it's uh, going to be cloudy and you can't see anything. Exactly. So, so and then <laughs> another... Um, I talked about them, um, especially specific to Alaska... All my Alaskan humes, um, our beautiful, wonderful friends at the Weekly Variety Podcast. Oh, we love you so shouted much! Shouted us out on their vi- on their uh, podcast this past week. Um, <sighs> it wasn't Bigfoot; it was the one after that. They're literally their most recent episode. Thank they usually you. upload on Wednesdays, um, and they didn't even they didn't give me like a warning, so I was just listening because <laughs> I love them. And then I was like driving, and I'm like getting all emotional. Yes. I'm like, this is 
so then I start recording it so I can send it to Shauna, even though I could have been like, hey, go listen to the first, like, 20 seconds of this episode, <laughs> and then you're going to finish it because they're so goddamn funny. Like, So what do- is their... Oh, really- Shadow People. It was their episode about Shadow People. And what is the name of their podcast? Weekly Variety. Weekly Variety. Go check them out, go, please. Especially the Shadow People because they talk about it, like, going hand-in-hand with being uh, ghosts and aliens, and Kelsey... Like, or on sh- meth. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Did I say that loud? But both fucking see that shit when you're on meth. Um, literally thought I saw one today at work because I was out in the, I was, we were finishing giving gifts away at my job and I looked up for a second and I thought my supervisor had walked out of the office. Mm -mm. No, there was no one there. And I work in a very crowded place. I don't want to circulate too much because I don't want my job to hate me. But I mean, some of them listen to this. So hi guys. Love you. Um, (laughs) but like, yeah, I was like. I catch him. You've said where you've worked before, probably, but I'm not gonna. We've also said exactly where we live too. So I mean, okay. You can't break into my house without me knowing. I have too many animals, and she has this (laughs) and children, and she's got a guard dog that you won't see coming. Yeah, she's a ninja, so you won't make it past her because she. It took me a good probably six months for her to finally warm up to me. She smiled at my mom today. My (laughs) mom, like my mom, got so excited. She's she kept calling her a him though, but it's because. It's fine, but um, well, she has my mom is a male forgiven. dog, right? Mm-hmm. Used to be two, but one of them passed, and so yeah. just one man. I was trying now. not to talk about it, but yeah, she's yeah. just like, look at that smile, look at him smiling. It's like such a big, beautiful smile. I'm like, this is what I wanted you to see. This is what I wanted you to see, mom. Doesn't she have the best smile ever? I love her so much. She's such a good girl. Yes, she, she is. is. <laughs> her mom's the cutest human. I love my mom. She's so precious. <laughs> I feel like she's probably very innocent, at times. And, and most in most ways. Yes. And then then there's some of the darkness that comes out. And I'm like, oh damn, where'd this where'd hey, this Charlotte, lady like, come down there? Come down there, <laughs> come your titty, Char. So <laughs> yeah, them universal titties. <laughs> oh man, we haven't said that in a hot hot minute. But yes, so um, I think that's everything that's going on in the world. Um, we're just. Uh, ebbing and flowing through life. I'm really fucking tired because I don't know how to be an adult. Or I do. A pregnant adult. A pregnant adult. Because I like to go to karaoke because I go and I'm usually the DD and I'm fine with that. And I love to sing. Yes. I've mentioned that a bunch. Well, we'll go out on Friday. Take my wonderful pal, Shelly. And I love her so much. We love Shelly. Love my Shelly girl. I don't get to hang out with her like you do. Yes, but I love her so much. And by get to, I mean, I just don't because I'm a sourpuss of a human being. She (laughs) is Boo Radley from To Kill a Mockingbird, hermit in the house. A little bit. The most, huh, Shauna, sunshine, what is this? No, I'm just kidding. But I am going out to go see your sonogram with you tomorrow. Yes, we're going to see little little baby, I don't know if I've said his name on here yet, but we're going to have little Apollo. Yeah. Like the Greek god. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, yo. So we're gonna go see him tomorrow. But yeah, um, I went out. Anyways, back to the story with Shelly. Sorry, I totally went out to the karaoke, and then my nephew had. Um, it's called forensics in Kansas. It's drama and acting, and my nephew's pretty goddamn good at it. Um, he's actually a national finalist for it, yes, which I didn't even is. know there was a national thing for it. I'm like, what? Where was this when I was in high school? <laughs> but anyways, there's a hair in my shirt, and it was tickling my boobies. Um, but anyways. So he's like, yeah, I have to be at the school by 7.15. I'm like, okay, I'll go to karaoke. I won't stay the whole time. Guess who stayed the whole time and got food afterwards? His auntie, Nicole. Me. And then I slept for four and a half hours. And then I was an hour late to work. 
things happen. Granted, I have a really great job, so um, the the actual job itself didn't start till later, and so I got there in time to get everything ready. So like, people are gonna be like, um, if your employers hear this, you're gonna lose your job. I'd be like, no, no, no. I make sure she I get my hours. She gets what she needs to get it done. Done. I get it done. Yes. I, I love my job. I hope they keep me forever. But um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm recovering from just not enough sleep. But, oh god, that was cute. I just ate an entire family-sized uh, thing of ravioli. Hey, <laughs> like the whole thing by myself. <laughs> Chef Boyardee, Spontrosh. We love y'all. I love you so much. <laughs> I ate a lot, but like the work. F- then I talk about work food, and it's it wasn't super awesome today. Oh no, I'm a liar. It was really good today. We had chicken enchiladas. Yeah, they were massive. Mm. So today was great. So, but I, I'm. I've been getting to into the habit of needing to eat breakfast finally. Good. Because I've never been a breakfast eater my whole life. Samesies. So, um, but I've been really jonesing for freaking, um, I've been saying jonesing a lot and I don't really know where I got it. It's fine. Um, but for oatmeal, I'm like, it just sounds so good. Now I'm, I, I can't eat anymore because I will get sick and Paula's going to be like, I need room to breathe. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in here and it's going to come out somewhere if you're not careful. Okay. <laughs> Now that we've uh, babbled for nine minutes here, um, we're going to get into some not-so-great stuff. And this is another Nate episode Thank you, from Nate. our wonderful Hume on Twitter. And he's still constantly... I can't keep up with how many times he tags me. I can't even go like them all because there's so many. Love you, Nate. Sorry I'm not on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> I handle the Twitter page, but I tell Shauna all the time. Or when we're recording. But no, I'm always, every time I see her, I'm like, freaking Nate, like 17 different podcast posts. And he, he tags us in a whole bunch of other, like, true crime other ones. So, love you, Nate. Do you guys follow Nate on Twitter? Um, he's the bee's knees, and we love him so much. So, this was one How of his. How do you follow him? What's his handle? I think it's Nate L underscore Watkins. Nate L Watkins. Nate L Watkins. Go check him out if on not, just tweeties. go look on our followers. And search them if you can. I don't really know. Give him some love since he gives us so yeah. much love, please. He's the freaking cheese biscuits. I don't really know. I'm tired. It's fine. I'm delusional and there's a lot of makeup on my face. I was going to take off, but I haven't yet. I've literally and still in right work clothes because they're really comfortable. Hey. So, we're going to be traveling to Australia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I <All right>. said, <laughs> and there goes all our Australian <laughs> listeners. So sorry, but this yeah, this case takes place in Australia, and um, uh, Australia, y'all just had like basically like a queen born. Um, Bindi Irwin had her baby yeah. yesterday, or well, it'll be March twenty fifth. I'm like oh, March twenty fifth. That's my brother's birthday. Heyo, mm-hmm. yes, sweet little Grace Warrior Irwin Powell. So, but now we're going to talk about sad things. So, palate cleanser over. So, this is going to be, um, this is the murder of Louise O'Brien. Um, it was committed by Patricia Goddard in, I'm going to guess it's Winona or Woonona. It's literally spelled Woo, W-O-O-N-O-N-A. Okay. Probably sounds really cool with an Australian accent, but I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> um, New South Wales, Australia. So, um... I, I, it's been a minute, and I went and checked back over any articles about this, because I don't think this... Well, this was in 2005. So, um, there wasn't much to be said of Louise O'Brien's childhood. In one of the articles I found, a friend from school had said she didn't have an easy school life. She spent her teens searching for her father. 
Um, she attended Winona, I'm going to say Winona, because if that's wrong, please correct me. Um, Winona High School, she was t teased, but despite bullies, she was very dedicated to her work. One of her school friends named, I'm going to guess, Shanae Colvin. Um, when I was at school, she really liked going on the computer. She was a great friend, and she didn't deserve what happened to her. Oh, boy. So, um, Louise ended up being estranged from her family, including her own um, biological mother, whose name is Kathy McDonald. And she ended up going to live with her grandmother in 2005. And I'm assuming, I don't know if this is Kathy's mom or um, her estranged father's mom. Uh, or, yeah, um... I, and then again, I don't know if it's just like someone they called her grandmother. I was really unclear when I was trying to search for this. It, okay. Like it was just kind of confusing to me. So if you've known this case, please, uh, please comment on our Instagram or message me and tell me I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about. And not that help. she's an idiot. Just help her out and let her know it was the paternal grandmother, the maternal, or just a really close family friend that they trusted her to live with, which they shouldn't have. So she. Um, the 73-year-old grandmother, Patricia Goddard, and her daughter, Tracy Taylor, um, worked on carnivals. So we're dealing with carnies. Carnies. Yes. Um, she lived in the house with seven other children, um, or with seven children of Tracy's. Some were bio biological, some were foster children. So that's why I thought maybe she could have been a foster child that was adopted into... I don't know the whole story. Okay. And it stressed me out because I, I searched. <laughs> um Apparently, there were two different homes the family would bounce between, one on Wynn Street, that's like Wynn Dixie, W-Y-N-N, and then the other one was in Bellamby, Bellamby, yep, Bellamby, I like the way that sounds. Yeah, so, sounds pretty. Bellamby. Nope, that was British. Okay, a few suburbs to the south. It was said that Louise was a dog's body around the home, which meant she would not fulfill simple tasks that were requested of her, because I'm like... What does that mean? Yeah, dog's so, body. So, dog's body. You're such a dog's body. She just... Is she wagging her butt all the time? No, What's she's... <laughs> so, okay, as my dog Zoe is asleep on the floor and looks like the dog from Toy Story, um, the one that, like, attacks them, um, she's literally just laying on the floor. So, they're like, she would just lay around and do nothing. She's mm. such a dog's body. I'm okay. like... Depressed. Yeah. Gotcha. Depressed. Wouldn't do anything. Simple things like, oh, go do the dishes, take out the trash, clean your room, pick up your plate, kind of stuff like that. Oh, like my children. Okay. Uh, Arlo's actually really good at dog's picking up body. Hmm. So now that's me. Yeah, you got that bitch body. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was said by unnamed witnesses she was severely penalized for failing to perform tasks requested by her grandmother and Tracy. So that would technically be her grandmother and I guess her, it'd be her aunt yes. if they're related. I'm so confused. It was said she was forced to eat out of a dirty bowl, and if she oh. refused it, um, Patricia would fill the bowl with pepper, salt, and a type of tomato, a, a type of sauce, like tomato sauce, and shove it in her mouth and make her eat that. Um, uh, it wasn't clear how long this abuse was went, or how long it went on, but it said she was there from, uh, for three years, 2005 to 2008, Another, How old was she? She was 17. Okay. It was also, I think... I... 17 when she dies or 17 when she was... So there? she, I think she moved in there when she was 14 okay. and then lived there till she was 17. Okay. Um, another witness said that it was said that uh, Louise's hands were tied to a chair when the teen complained about washing up. She was forced to drink toilet water and oh had her gosh. head shaved after she cut off a lock of her own hair. And there was actually pictures of that, like, where you could see where they, they cut her. Like, she had just wanted to cut it, and they ended up shaving part of her head. 
because I don't think it was her whole head but that she ended, I think she ended up having to shave the rest of it because they just made it look awful. Um, it was also said that Tracy burnt Louise's arm at one point, cut her wrist, and then poured hot water on the girl. Oh my gosh. And then, and, and this was only one article, but it was alleged that if her scabs came off of her, they would force her to eat them off the floor. <gasps> her scabs. Like, off her body. Ugh. Yeah. Like, horrendous treatment just because she wouldn't do the simplest of tasks. Uh, I can understand getting frustrated when a kid won't do the simplest of tasks, but that is... That's ridiculous. That's abuse. That, yeah, it's just straight that, up 100%, abuse. 100%. Yes. So, huh. This date is going to be kind of important. Okay. It was said leading up from this abuse on October 12th, 2008. It's my brother's birthday. That's my hubby's birthday. That's Arlo's dad's birthday. There's a lot of people born on that day that we love. Yes, Jeremy also has. (laughs) Yeah, Jeremy, his twin brother. My husband is not Jeremy. (laughs) No. My brother's also not Arlo's dad. (laughs) We're from Kansas. I love that we have to clarify. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I am this new baby's dad, so just figure it out. Okay, yep. keep going. Uh, welcome to our freaking... It's not a tree, it's a freaking jungle. Freaking um, moss plant, it's gosh, fine. There's the pal- That's the palate cleanse you need right before we go into this tragic murder. Sorry, guys. Okay, so October 12th, 2008. Goddard struck Louise in a burst of anger, either throwing a hammer at her... Oh my ...or gosh. wielding the object, and it hit Louise in the jaw. So she hit her in the face or she threw it at her head and it hit her in the jaw. Because her jaw was broken. Oh my gosh. Goddard supposedly had issues standing because I think she was a bigger lady. um, And walking on her own. But she was able to hit Louise with a serious force. Uh, Louise collapsed from the blow causing a subdural hemorrhage. A bleeding that occurs when the brain has a severe injury. I looked it up because I didn't know what that meant. So in the mouth, and yet there was, okay, so maybe when she fell back. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I can't get comfortable. So, Things are getting too intense. Um, Taylor, the aunt, wasn't at home at the time of the attack. She was working a carnival because she <laughs> because she clearly had big goals in life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be like. Sorry for any carnies. I know. I'm like, there's, pop, there's some, I've met nothing but great carnival workers. My brother used to be a carny and my friend Stacy is a carny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry. That was. Please don't hate me. Um, <laughs> and so she was working the carnival, and Goddard called her in a panic. The teenager was very thin. Well, I mean, you only make her eat salt, pepper, and tomato paste. Okay. And wasn't coming back to consciousness, so Taylor told Goddard to place her in the cold bath to try and revive her. It was said she may have still been alive at this point, but without medical attention, she didn't survive. So if they would have taken her to a hospital... Why would we do that? That makes too much sense. Why save her life, but 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 yet you're panicked because she's not waking up? Call a fucking doctor. The ambulance. Whatever. Okay, I'm fine. No authorities were called, and the decision was made to dispose of her body instead. She was taken... Mm. So this this happened at the home on when the wind street mm-hmm. so she was taken to the home over in bellenby uh placed in a red wheelie bin which is a wheelbarrow i presume um i wasn't sure um i really want to hear an australian say wheelie bin now thank you yes, please and buried in the backyard of that home oh. in the wheelbarrow oh my gosh taylor um she ended up hiring a man to come and dig a hole which caused him and no caused him and an unnamed oh i thought it said unarmed i can't I'm reading off my phone because I printed off my notes at work and then didn't bring them home. Um, an unnamed 18-year-old to be accused as accessory to the teen's murder, even though they were under the impression they were di- digging a hole to bury a dog that had died. 
So they're like, oh, hey, our, our dog, it's pretty large. It's a large breed. It's a great Dane. It's a St. Bernard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so they were just and it hired. six feet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Six feet deep, and we have to plant poisonous flowers over them. So endangered plants. Endangered plants, so you can't <laughs> dig them up. Okay, anyways. Um, not trying to give anybody any ideas. So when the neighbors started questioning Louise's disappearance, Taylor told people she fled to Melbourne with her boyfriend, but and she didn't want to be contacted. Fuck you, Taylor. Yeah. And fuck grandma, fucking Patricia. That was the exact story Louise's mother. Fatty Patty. Fatty Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love it. If your name is Patricia, we love you and hate this lady. (laughs) That was the exact story Louise's mother, Kathy, was also told that the daughter had just up and ran away with her boyfriend and didn't want anyone to try and find her. Taylor, who is just as nasty as her own mother. mother? Yeah. Just wait. Just wait till you hear what fucking Taylor's about to do. Okay. Um, I said, just as nasty as her mother, Patricia, staged a phone call and had someone pretend to be Louise and had a phone call with Louise's brother. Pretend, after she's already dead, they they had some young girl come and pretend to be her. Okay. Ew. Kathy only lived a street away from Patricia's house. Like, her house is here. Like, like she could see her house. Their Mm -hmm. house from hers. Like, she could look and see Patricia's house. I'm assuming that's the Wind Wind Street house. Um, She could see the house from over the fence. It was unclear the exact date that Patricia's house was uh, ended up being surrounded by police and ambulance. Um, Also, no, it would have been in Bellamby, because that's where um, the body is buried. Yes. Kathy stated, quote, When I found out the police had dug up a body out of the backyard, I knew straight away I knew it was Louise. I just felt numb. I still do. I haven't wrapped my head around it. I don't think I ever will. How can you? So, that happened in 2008. This, I put, this poor angel was missing for two years before her body was recovered from the backyard. Two years they kept it silent and said she just ran away with a boyfriend and had her oh pretend to be someone. Had someone pretend to be her. Wow. Um, uh, before her body was recovered from the backyard, P- Patricia pled guilty to manslaughter and the death of Louise. She claimed it had been on October 8th when she hit Louise and claimed neighbors called an ambulance, but Patricia kept her hidden. Um, that was her story. Imagine, I'm like, if she would have owned up to it, Lu- Louise probably would have would be alive. Not 100% sure with her brain injury, but her mother would have at least had a chance to say goodbye if she wasn't going to make it, like if she was on right. life support, whatever. Um, Tracy was charged with accessory to the murder, um, which changed to manslaughter with a plea deal. She was able to be bailed out. This Ew. monster is walking among us. I said, okay, Australia, but still. So, I hope you're walking amongst where all the super venomous creatures are. I hope you step on a goat's head every single day. Um, like a field of them. Um, Kathy said her son had issues coming to terms, which, I mean, I get that. I was like, I perfectly understand considering a fake person pretended to be his sister and she was already gone. Like, I was like, how do you come back from that? Yeah. What kind of monsters lurk in this world and do that and can just roam free? That's like thinking about the Shanda Sharer case because that's still heavy on my brain. Like, the, all those yeah. those ladies are just out in the world now. Um, so, this is... Not a great ending to the story, but in August of 2013, it was reported that Patricia Goddard, who was at that time 75 years old, died in prison. News reports online would not use her name for some legal reason, but her name was well known anyways. Patricia had a much more pleasant death than she had given to Louise. She died of natural causes. Probably just went to sleep and didn't wake up, something like that. And that 
this is what, um, this will finish up my, this story, but this is what Louise's mom, Kathy McDonald, had to say. There is no sense of justice now for Louise's death. The woman never said she was sorry for what happened. There was no remorse, and now I'll never get that. There's a little bit of sorrow there. I knew her for a long time, so that's why I think she wasn't, like, a biological mom. My heart goes out to her family because I know how hard it can be. You just have to keep going one day at a time. That's all you can do. Oh. So she literally feels sympathy for this family because they lost that family member. Even though this lady brutally murdered her daughter for no fucking reason. Like, that says a lot about Kathy. And it's way more than I would be able to handle yeah. um, as a mom. I got some of this from thecourier.com. Angel is... Angel Whoa. is D's place. Yep. Um, and smh.com is just different story that pulled up when I pulled up this case. But I'm like, it's just, yeah, a short but not wonderful tale. Well, when are they ever wonderful tales? I don't know. Let's I'm be just, honest. <laughs> I just, like, uh, that's awful. With a hammer. Like, oof. Oof. Yeah. That's a that's just a brutal ending. Like especially a kid, a child. Right. That you're supposed to be taking care of. The only one and you tie the, her hands behind her back and, and, and make her eat out of a dirty dish. It was reminding me of um a boy called it. The child called it. A child called it. Yep. Yeah. And, oh, uh, that story. There's a there's someone did a podcast episode on that not long ago. I don't remember who it was. I read that book in high school. Same. Oh. Not like because I had to, I just I just read it to, just yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it was Oh, heart wrenching, man! And then fuck, he, but that mom he was, was crazy. Yeah, locked him, treated him like a well. And then it makes brings me back to like Gabriel Fernand or Hernandez. Yeah. Oh, that that's that fucked me up. <sighs> so um, okay, so let's lighten the mood, Shauna. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna take you down a much more um, lighthearted and, yeah. <laughs> One that maybe we'll giggle about. I don't even know. I haven't read it yet. Nobody's but... getting hit in the face with a freaking hammer. <laughs> not to my knowledge. God bless so it. These are um, totally normal things that were not allowed on TV. And I got this from Rinker.com. <gasps> are you surprised? Rinker's just sponsor us. Hey, Rinker. Thanks. We Thinker. rank Rinker. you super high. Woo-hoo. I do anyway. Okay. So there's no denying it. Television holds a mirror up to society. Well, there's plenty to learn from an era's most prominently featured shows, one can gleam just as much about examining the subjects that absolutely weren't allowed on television back in the day. Fifty years ago, tons of innocent things were banned on TV, and many of the most taboo topics seem quaint but by today's standards. This makes me think of the uh, seven words that you shouldn't say on television by George Carlin, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. which they're all set on TV now. Well, I don't think fuck is. Oh, that's true. It depends on the channel. Yeah. I know Comedy Central, like sometimes when they have like the celebrity roasts, yeah. they, they allow it and then usually there's they only a certain later. amount, but like shit is now allowed to be said yeah. more often. Shit. Damn. Ass. Okay. So, while banned TV episodes are still pretty commonplace, people used to be much bigger killjoys. So, all manners of things from controversial kids' books to new age toy trends <laughs> got the public riled up. In the Sounds television like Dr. world, Seuss right now. <laughs> in the television world, body parts, biological functions, and colorful language made a lot of folks uncomfortable, leading to heavy censorship. However, social norms change over time, and things that once seemed horribly explicit 
now are accepted as part of everyday life, as Nicole and I were just discussing. Well, I mean, if you watched the Grammys recently. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Wop. <laughs> Wop. They're on. like, you you want to cancel Dr. Seuss, but you're letting the these yeah. two ladies basically strip on a stage. Yeah. But I mean, if you love that song, cool, do you, boo-boo. But, like, come on. Right. It's like everybody freaking out about, what was it, Shakira and um, Jennifer Lopez, who are in that, like, almost... I think I don't think Shakira is fifty yet. I think but she is. I think maybe she, she might is. Be. But fifty or not almost fifty, but almost fifty, looking amazing and dancing. Good for you, girl. Just, like tastefully, mm-hmm. not you know talking about your wet ass pussy. Right. Yeah. Gross. Come at me. I'm not afraid. She's not, and she's pregnant. So have fun. Pregnancy rages real. Yes, it's facts. Okay, <laughs> enlighten me so I can giggle. Okay, fifty years from now. Will we look back on the 2019's TV standards as archaic and shockingly naive? No. Based on how strict. Strict? Yeah, S T R I N C T. Strict. I think it's supposed to be strict, but on, it is written um, strict. TV I'm censorship was in mid 20th century. The answer is probably. Okay, a visibly pregnant woman. <laughs> For a long time, creators couldn't show pregnancy on TV. In the 1940s, <sighs> sitcom called um in the night in a 1940s sitcom called mary Kay and johnny broke the mold when mary Kay's real life pregnancy was written into the series oh wow great huh um oh here's i was talking to you and about now this we have we literally shows about teen mothers god well we go from a, one extreme to what another. an evolution numero dos toilets for the longest time TV shows refuse to admit that their characters perform that base the the most basic of all bodily I cannot speak I'm so sorry of all bodily functions. In 1957, Leave It to Beaver was the first TV series to show a toilet, but only the tank. That's where Wally hides his pet alligator or Wally Wally. Sorry, didn't watch much of Leave It to Beaver. I watched some episodes, though, to be honest. Originally, the plan was to show the full John, but CBS ex- executives were so offended, the episode air date was pushed back until the tank compromise could be reached. So you couldn't even show a toilet, but they could show the tank, the toilet tank. So I'm like, that's crazy. Oh, hello there. Okay, number three, a couple sharing a bed. Wild. Even hinting at sex was <laughs> a no-go. It was 1947's Mary Kay and Johnny. So that's interesting. Number one and number three have now to do with the same show. Now I kind of watch this series right. just to see it. Who pioneered the path for a married couple to share a bed on screen. While the Lovebirds apartment did contain a bedroom, a bathroom was never shown as presumably that crossed the line. Ain't nobody showering in this place. So my dog's asleep right now on the floor and she's dreaming and she's twitching really aggressively. And, and then adorable. I don't remember where I read it, but back to the um, <clears throat> bedroom and them not being able to be on in the same bed. If, if it was shown that they were on the same bed, the woman, well, I don't know how to be the woman... <clears throat> It was supposed to show her leg on the floor outside of the covers at all times. That's it doesn't say that on here. I don't remember where I read it, but right. <clears throat> interesting, right? That's so crazy. Okay. Um, the word pregnant. Saying the word pregnant um, aloud was once forbidden on television. Even when Lucy Ricardo from Lucille Ball was yes. pregnant, no one on I Love Lucy could actually say the word pregnant on air. And now there's a show called 16 and Pregnant. And then you were talking about 
sex and I think of Shameless, which literally 90% of their episodes open with someone banging. Like, Good to know. If Jiraiya asks if he can watch a show, I'm going to sing you. Yeah, there's a lot of very un... It's, yeah, it's full-on blown sex. Yeah, like, you don't right. see, like, usually parts, but they're usually naked, so you may see, like, butts and boobs. Boobies but, and booties. But the storyline of that show is phenomenal. All right. Love it. Interracial Kisses, number five. Anti... Oh, my gosh. Why can't I say... Okay, Nicole, what is this word? Okay, I can't move too far. Miss... Anti-something. Anti-miscegenation? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> no. Miscegenation. M-I-S-C-E-G-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. That. Miscegenation. Sorry, guys. Wow. Laws were on the books in some states... Until well into the 1960s. So interracial kisses on TV were unheard of. The first couple to break that norm was Captain Kirk, William Shatner, and Lieutenant Uhura, and Nichelle Nichols on Star Trek in 1968. Yeah, but I love William Shatner. I love him! Okay, a woman's belly button, and I used to love this show. Okay, because it hinted at the human body, TV networks didn't show women's navels for some time. This was especially challenging for Barbara Eden on I Dream of Jeannie in the 1960s. Ah, I oh, well, loved that She looked show. amazing on that yeah, show. But her, her little thing covered her belly button. It went just above it. Love it. It's <laughs> fucking rad. I loved her. Okay, gyrating hips. Hey-o. Suggestive dancing. Nope. In 1956, Elvis Presley appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show and was filled from the waist up because his hip movements were too provocative. It was taught to him by Forrest Gump. (laughs) Get it right. Facts. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Nude cartoon characters, number eight. If people on TV couldn't expose their bodies, then apparently animated characters couldn't either. Take Tweety Bird. He was originally pink, but was changed to yellow because censors thought the pink made him look nude. <laughs> made who look nude? Tweety. Tw- huh. I taught, I taught, putty tat. I did, I did. So I like him yellow. I don't know if he would have been, I don't, obviously if we would have grown up with him being that color. But it's it just so funny effect, because you think about, like, I think about Tom and Jerry mm-hmm. and how they're, like, running around, like, literally, you know, a cat and a mouse because yes. they shouldn't be wearing clothes. But the second, like, there's some scenes where Jerry's hiding, so to speak, mm-hmm. in a shower and he's, like, scrubbing himself with his little brush mm-hmm. and they open the curtains and he's like, ah, and he, yeah. like, covers himself. <laughs> or, or, or they go swimming and they wear swimsuits. swimsuits. Mm-hmm. It's like Daffy Duck just wears a shirt. Right. Mickey Mouse wears pants. Yep. Pooh just wears a shirt. Yeah. I am Pooh right now. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I have pants on, guys. Number nine. <laughs> uh, the brutality of history. Oh, okay. The horrors of the past have been uh, have long been the stuff of made-for-TV programming, but in some instances, even based on a true story, features soft, peddled and re- realities of history, <laughs> like Judgment of Nuremberg, a 1959 TV movie about World War II trials in Germany that omitted gas chambers. I wish. I feel like that drives me crazy. I've been talking to my kids recently about some of that, actually, and my husband. Like, I feel like nowadays they're starting to be more real about what about the events that occurred in the past. Like, 
for instance, celebrating Christopher Columbus. It's like, yeah. can we really talk about what really went on? And and my kids have been learning that in school that he wasn't. He was not a good person. This wonderful man. No, so and I he, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Because I remember growing up, that's what I was taught. That he, he discovered just, America. Yeah. And he, hey, Didn't, Christopher Columbus is the bee's knees. Just super good guy and just you know, killed a bunch of Indians. Yeah. Bleh. So fuck you. You know what? Okay, Bible time. Yeah. So it's ironic that we talked about October 12th in the the case that I talked about. And um, that's my brother's birthday. And he was, that's usually where Columbus Day falls. Right. And when my mom was giving birth to my brother, (laughs) she looked at the nurse and she's just like, the nurse is like, so what are you going to name him? And she's like, well, it's Columbus Day. I'm going to name him Columbus. And the nurse was like, don't you dare do that to that baby. Don't you do that to him. So that it's nurse probably knew what story. was up, that he was a trash human. But no, my brother's name is obviously Vince after Vince Lombardi from the Green Bay Packers. But <laughs> but my mom, it was it was obviously a joke. But If you yeah. know Kelly, you know that if lady you know my mom, full of jokes and quips. We'll have to have her on an episode sometime because oh I think she'll hear her cackle the entire time. <laughs> Or her emotionally sob, whichever, depending on the story. <laughs> but um, maybe she could just be our palate cleanser for that day. That would be fun. That would be way fun. Okay, we'll have to talk to her about it. She'd be down. Oh, and then I've got something to tell at the end of this episode because I just remembered it. But always, and always, away, Shauna, oh, take right. us away. Number um, 10, Betty Boop. <gasps> Love her. Miss Boop was a major pain in the tuchus for the TV network censors. After starring on the big screen, she transitioned to television in the 1950s. And her trademark sensuality and... Um, Betty Boop's hot. I, there's big words that I don't know. Caucasiousness? Yes. Had to be toned down considerably. Super provocative. People wearing bras or briefs. How dare they? Because the mere suggestion of sexuality and the naked body was outlawed, even underwear commercials couldn't show people wearing underwear. In 1987, <laughs> the first lady in a bra aired on a Playtex Cross Your Heart ad. So just like um, no, when movies, when it was uh, when a couple they kiss and then like the next thing you know, like they're having sex, you'd see ocean waves. That was their way of showing. And guess what they're doing? Making, Making their own waves. Yes, sir. I think. And now we have Victoria's Secret runway shows that are televised everywhere. Yeah. I'm gonna just reference everything that we do in the real world now with okay. what we weren't allowed to do back then. Okay. In the nineteen sixties. <laughs> Even vague references to politics were excluded from mainstream TV shows. Bob Dylan once uh, infamously refused to appear on Ed Sullivan when the network asked him to edit his political song parody. And uh, The Doors. um, They, uh, come on baby, light my fire. Uh-huh. They didn't want him to say that, um, or, or, or excuse me, a girl we couldn't get much higher. They didn't want him to say, and um, asked him to say, girl, it couldn't get much better, or something like to that effect, and he was like, fuck you, and he said it anyway on live TV. Rebel! Mm-hmm. I love it. Beast, or excuse beast. <laughs> Breasts! <laughs> Beastly I've, I've breasts. Some beastly breasts. <laughs> ten out of ten would recommend. All right, number thirteen. Breasts for years, showing excessive cleavage or any other discreet 
body part was banned on TV. The first documented breast on TV was an accidental slip that occurred in 1950 when one of the presenters, Faye Emerson's boobs popped out. <laughs> wow. Hey, I want to know that episode. Faye. Oh, I just said this. Okay, substance use. Recreational substance use was the re- use and references to it remain rare. Even in 2019. In the 60s, Jim Morrison was asked to change some of his lyrics before appearing on TV. He agreed, then sang the original lyrics anyway. And I just informed you what those lyrics were. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, it was like two or three months ago. Maybe it was more. Maybe six months ago. Um, I remember a girl at the bar. This isn't relevant to the story, but it's she. someone was singing or was getting ready to do a Doors song. And then she goes, fuck Jim Morrison. And about eight people came out of their chairs after her. I'm like, don't you, don't you, do you know what you've just done? And I'm like, girlfriend, girl, you need to leave. And I'm pretty sure she got arrested that night because she got a, she had a warrant out for her arrest. I'm like, well, karma's a beautiful thing. And Jim Morrison just said, fuck you, bitch. You're no. going to jail. Gay people kissing. In 2000s, in 2000, Dawson Creek showed Jack and Ethan sharing a passionate kiss. Aww. Aww. That's ironic. Before that, yep, there had uh, there had been jokey TV kisses between characters of the same sex, but nothing with genuine emotion. That was only 21 years ago, guys. Yep. 21 years ago. I can't believe 2000 was 21 years ago. That's wild to me. Yeah, um, when I was visiting Peyton and Zeta was like talking about how, oh, you know, we're planning like what we're going to do for my 21st birthday in two years. And I'm like, <gasps> crazy. It hit my chest. It just gave me chills mm. that Peyton's going to be 21 in two Maybe years. Stop it. Maybe stop talking like that. Um, already. And the fact that my niece is going to be, all of your kids are going to be in double digits this year, Shauna. I know. You're welcome. Know. Enjoy that. You were going to say something. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so. <laughs> I've dated a person before, and we're talking again, and he ended up messaging me, and then I erased his message because I wasn't going to respond, and then I tried to respond, but I typed the wrong number, <laughs> and I was I just sent a bunch of question marks. Like, that's all I did, and because um, I had blocked him on Facebook, then I unblocked him because I'm like, because I'm a dramatic woman. You know, weird. Girls have emotions and being dramatic. She doesn't crazy. know how to accept somebody treating her well is really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. 100%. We talked about this before we started recording. Facts. And um, so I ended up texting this number, and um, they're like, who is this? I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I, I knew I texted the wrong number. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. My ex messaged me, and I was trying to respond back to him. And she's just like, oh, no, you're fine. I'm a girl. She's like, well, I'm a girl. Um, I'm a girl. So she, she's like, yeah, I'm a girl. Definitely not your ex-boyfriend. But she's like, um, do you need help hiding a body? I'm like, did we just become best friends? And she's just like, heck yeah, we did. And I was just like, well, hi, I'm Nicole. And then she said my last name. It's Hallman. Whatever. You guys going to come find me on social media? Let's be friends. Um, and I'm like, that message as well. Don't just send a friend request. Sorry. Yeah, because I won't accept it. Um, but she's just, she said my last name. And then I'm like, uh-oh. Who's this? And then she, and then I come to find out it's literally my friend Tammy, who I have on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm like, she's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what are the freaking odds that your number was just one diff, or it was flipped in their the last four digits of their phone number? I'm like, what are the odds that it was? So let alone text a number you didn't know, and then it being someone you know. 
So um, she ended up saving. Oh crap! I can't remember what she said. My name as her name and my phone is Lime Duster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just making references to like murder things. So she's just like, um, so she's gonna. We're gonna bring Tammy on an episode two at some point. I told yeah. her we record on Sundays. She's like, um, how to become best friends with someone? Uh, text the wrong number and say you'll help them hide a body. There you go. So <laughs> sorry that we already said it, Tammy's, but we'll bring that story back around. But I'm like, girl, yes, please. So we're gonna. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll start having little guesty shows. Maybe that we need to have Kelly do that on the fifth for the fiftieth, right? Or yeah. possibly okay. Not my mom, Kelly. Kelly who started this podcast yes. with me, Kelly. Kelly who started the podcast. Kelly, the teacher, wonderful human. We love you so much. Yes, we do. So that is the, the those are the only stories they had. And so, um, if you guys got family or friends in Wyoming, tell them um, if they like uh, dead things and silly, weird sisters who don't know how to read or. Um, uh, but do know how to babble. But do know how to babble <laughs> for sure. Uh, send them our way. Um, intro music. I've I've gotten away from doing this, but um, it's fantasy and world music by the Fikers. Um, <coughs> they're on YouTube. Check them out and show them love. Yes. Um, uh, Instagram and Facebook are just Bloody Babbles podcast. Twitter is Bloody Babbles. Um, we do have an email address, Bloody Babbles Podcast at Gmail. Um, um, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. I just made a post about this. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, I think I put it on Twitter and in no Twitter and Facebook. Um, I was curious to see what your guys' favorite episodes with were of ours. Um, Shauna mentioned it. She really liked <laughs> the Theodore Coney's one, Thank which you. is episode three with his teeth chattering creepiness. Oh, I, out. I love it. Um, so yeah, go interact some more. We want to get to know you guys better. Um, like we, like uh, Nate, we, appre- I appreciate him so much. I think he actually just suggested another case to me the other day. Oh, and yeah. so did the, um, who did I, Kendra? Yeah, Kendra. Yes. Kendra. She's, yeah, she's, um, and I think she's working on getting her podcast back up and running because she's going through, she just went through some adulty things. She's actually having um, her first baby with her boyfriend. She's also having a little boy. She's, oh, she's, congratulations. She's a, like a couple weeks ahead of me or like a week or two ahead of me. So, yes. You guys so, can still um, have your baby at the same time. I'm just throwing that out there. For sure. Mm-hmm. I know. I have actually know quite a few people who are who are born around the same time. Oh my God. Do around the same time as I am. So it's exciting. But yeah. So, um, once her, once she gets her stuff back up and running, it's called, um, let's not be a murderer. Um, (laughs) it it. started off as something different. She was doing it with her friend and they were on different time zones and it just got difficult. And then she started it with one of our other morbid humans that we met through morbid podcast love. So, um, her and Eliza, they're pretty great. So they do still have episodes out there. So you can still go search Let's Not Be a Murderer mm-hmm. and you'll find her episodes. Um, I actually, I, I guest starred on one of hers and we talked about, um, oh, it was a girl who was killed by her two friends who just wanted her money cause she had came into a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I think after her mother passed away. Yeah. It's a sick case. It's really sad. But, um, so yeah, Kendra, yes. Um, she's actually suggested some other ones to me too. So. I'm fine. Love you. I was the one that responded, and I didn't know who you were until Nicole told me. So thank yes. you so much. Yeah, and I Kendra. screenshotted it for love, her to see. <laughs> I love her so, and she's from Wisconsin too. Hey-o. So I love. I loved just listening to her podcast when it was going because I was caught up on every episode just hearing her accent because it's like that's where all our, my family is from my dad's side, and I'm like, oh, I love the Wisconsin accent. Mm-hmm. And I can't say Wisconsin without saying it. So some people are like, are you from the North? I'm like, no, I was just raised by people from there. So, all right. Um, well, uh, 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 mm-hmm. yep. we love you. Thanks for listening. Yes. And until next time. Babylon. Babylon.
Welcome to my true crime podcast, Stolen From Me. Every week we will cover a different case, from the notorious Ian Huntley to the gruesome Ed Gain. You can follow me for more episodes and news on my Twitter page, at Stolen From Me Pod. I got into true crime from an early age. I was around eight years old at the time, and at school we had to write to someone famous. Everybody decided to write to the Queen, but I didn't want to do that. So I decided I was going to write to the Cray Twins. This didn't go down well, but it did escalate in my fascination of true crime. Thank you for being a part of my podcast. Please leave a five-star review, like and subscribe. And see you in the next episode.